How are you guys doing today? Doing good, good. How are you? So today we're missing Haven. <laughs> Haven's not here. Um, welcome back to our Blurred Box podcast with Sophie, Pooja, Chloe, and Haven. But who she's not here today. Haven's in spirit. Yeah, she's busy yes. in debate or something. Is that what she yeah, said? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, debate tournament. So let's wish her luck for the debate tournament. <laughs> Good luck, Haven. Good yeah. luck. So today it's uh, going to be talking a bit more about, let's say, world events. <laughs> yeah, so I guess going on, like, you guys seen the news, right? For, like, the, the COVID-19 coronavirus hitting everywhere. I've seen it every day. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. How much are you guys, like, getting coverage on that in the U.S.? Pretty mm. good amount, but it's not that widespread, maybe. Like, I think there's quite a bit of coverage on it. I mean, at least I see it every day whenever I turn the news on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah. I'm sure there's even more, like, in other parts of the world where it's more prevalent. Yeah. I mean... For us, we're definitely, like, we have a lot more pain in my side of the world. So, like we've mentioned in the previous podcast, I'm currently based in Hong Kong. So, I'm in, like, the midst of a lot of things. Um, Right now, so if you have been living under a rock and you don't know what we're referring to as the coronavirus COVID-19... Um, the COVID-19 is just the the coronavirus that originally um, first appeared in Wuhan. So what it was previously known as the Wuhan virus. It's spread now to 54 more countries outside of China, which has alarmed, you know, the World Health Organization. And recently they've just increased the global risk from high to very high. So it'd be a bit concerning if you didn't hear about that already. And um it spread to I think the Denmark, Estonia, Lithuania, Netherlands, and Nigeria all just reported their first case- cases, and that was linked to Italy. So I, I don't right. think I don't think that's much of a surprise either, considering Italy's a very large hub to travel to other places in Europe, and considering also Europe's you know uh, borders and how everyone just passes through and goes goes in and out driving through the country it's like similar to america i guess when the first cases appeared for you guys uh yeah and also i just saw on the news um like two hours ago a a man from washington just died from the coronavirus which is the first u.s death so that's pretty big i just pulled up the news just to see like if there's any coverage now and that was the first thing that popped up yeah wow i mean so so the panic must be inducing like a lot higher for all you guys. Then, yeah, right? it says I think they're trying to impose new international travel restrictions in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of this death. So yeah, it's definitely inducing a lot of new panic. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fear too, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, and the fear is definitely. I think so. What I've noticed is that, and I think a lot of people have also noticed, that fear that people are stemming, they've now, out of that fear, they're blaming the Asian Americans or anyone who looks Asian, right? So there's a lot of xenophobia surrounding that now, too, isn't there, for for um, oh, yeah. just the virus? No, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. I saw in the news so- the other day, oh, sorry, Sophie, <laughs> 
Um, no, you go ahead. You okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I saw in the news the other day um, about this guy who went on the train with some like other people, and there was like a woman of um, Chinese descent, and he was just like cursing and like saying such mean things to her, um, and like saying how like it's like their fault for starting this virus when really that's you know it just happened to be in China, but it's not anyone's fault for the virus Um, exactly yeah i completely agree with you it's only by mere coincidence and like it's really disappointing actually to see this all happen again because there are things like well there have been multiple cases like this in the past that have happened right these kind of pandemics and they pin it onto like the like you said the virus that or whatever virus it might be it's coincidence of where it appears first right and it's not their fault for inciting it's like the what have you guys heard those conspiracy theories on the news that it's like what did they say china concocted this virus and decided to unleash it oh, on the world oh my gosh yeah, yeah. a bunch of I read like, about that yeah a bunch of like lies <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like throughout these like past like couple of months it's just i've read all of these stories about people specifically of asian descent not just Chinese descent, mm-hmm. Asian descent, yeah. and that's actually representing how ignorant we are on like distinguishing between them. Yeah, but all of these people are just—I've read all these stories about people being harassed and like assaulted, ridiculed, made fun of, kept in social isolation just because of the color of their skin or their ethnicity or race. Yeah, and it's just—it's really sad because people keep saying that they're doing these inhumane acts. For the protection of their own well-being, but please let's just not excuse this behavior and to think this is anything other than xenophobia because it's not right to physically assault someone or harass someone just because of the color of their skin. Oh no, yeah, it's happened before too, though, which is even more disappointing and even like just more sad and a lot. It's it says a lot about our society and just the way that we operate and the mindsets a lot of us have. If you remember, like in two thousand nine, we had the H one N one swine flu. And that was oh, first found yes. in Mexico, right? And like the COVID-19, there's like the the World Health Organization declared that the global health emergency too. And that had like 550,000 deaths. And also from no, the same it- thing, right? The Mexican people were, were having racially insensitive and anti-immigrant comments, like all targeted towards them. I feel like it's embedded in our society because it, it stems from so long ago in our past. Like, yeah, uh, I'm not like fully like fluent on the details, but like, I remember like black people were like isolated because they were people thought that they were had they were the cause of syphilis or other diseases. Mm. And this was like the pillar for one of the reasons why we have the Jim Crow laws. Yeah. So it's it, it extends so far back in our past. And it's just really sad that we're not thinking about the people that are dying and showing empathy towards them. Yeah, exactly. I think you hit that point really well because, you know, the the thing is that um, nobody is really showing compassion for the Chinese people or the people in Wuhan specifically who were the most, who were the most affected in the beginning, right? We make it clear mm-hmm. that it was in the beginning because yeah, now exactly. it's just spread everywhere. But, like, they, they called it... Um, there's like also this like underlying thing that a lot of people, it's like subconscious too, because when you call it the Wuhan virus, people who are still calling oh, yes, it the Wuhan exactly. virus instead of the global pandemic, 
that that gives you an idea as to what they're thinking, right? And also the words that they choose to use. Another thing is that the um, right now people are not show or like even back then nobody's showing the same compassion for this virus and for the Chinese people just because of race too. If you've noticed that, yeah, mm-hmm. I also yeah. Wanna stem off that point. Like I in the beginning, it's it's getting better now a bit, but like in the beginning when they were talking about the coronavirus especially when it was coming into the u.s they had pictures of like chinatown and like san francisco or other different big cities as their like headline picture and then they also had pictures of people that of asian descent wearing masks and it's just portraying this picture and it's also inducing more xenophobia which is really bad i think i think the media should stop you know fueling this fire no, yeah. by like doing these like it's not even like facts they just probably pulled up some random picture about something that was related to asian culture it was i really don't like that. yeah yeah and to, gi- to give you like uh to give you guys some insight because you can't see us um personally for me i am of asian descent you obviously you can't see me but i'm telling you and you can take my word for it <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh proudly of Asian descent, of Chinese descent, um, ancestors were um, stemming from China and they've moved their way down to Australia and to other parts of the world, to Malaysia and stuff. But in the end of the day, my ethnicity and my race is of the Asian category and Chinese. But this whole pandemic and just the world's reaction and the xenophobia, the racism with it has made me feel ashamed of my ethnicity, which isn't right. Just because I'm of this ethnicity, when I go out in the like the middle of the public or bus stop, people will like look at you or like, you know, specifically, um, I guess people who are, aren't of the same race, right, would put on their mask and be like, I'll breathe. And they'll be like, oh, she's got the virus. And like, mm-hmm. it, oh, that's so sad. Yeah, I can relate in a way. Um, of course, not the same because I'm not of Asian descent. I'm of Pakistani descent, so South Asian more. Mm-hmm. So like, when the terrorist attacks were like pretty rampant, um, just because I was Muslim, people were like calling me a terrorist or like asking me, like, are you gonna put on a vest and like suicide bomb us or something? It was pretty bad, and it's kind of sad because it's not like I can change this thing about me. I was born with it and I'm proud of it. But um, I remember there was a time in my life where I was like, I was like obsessively putting sunscreen on my face so I wouldn't get darker because I thought being paler would make me fit in more and would make me um, more lighter. And it's, I even done that for a long time and i more proud of like who I am but it's just it's really sad that people just like put their backs on about people who are hoarding and just like isolate a certain race no yeah I think that it it also depends on like um, the environment that we're in right Um, I think in America as well just I think most people I've seen a an article about this and like it's not just I don't think it doesn't matter what race of minority you might be it's just, <laughs> it's funny for me to say Asians are a minority because we're actually like the biggest population in the world. Yeah. <laughs> we're a majority. <laughs> we're not a minority. Excuse you. 
but yeah so like it in america let's say or just most part of the world or like even the way media portrays it let's not let's even just go down to like the most shallow level of like uh beauty standards for example because another fun fact we're all girls so that's another thing like to to throw in there we're very we're we're feminists we're minorities in every way yes (laughs) we're in every way yeah (laughs) so like for for girls it's in particular right in society the way that we're looked upon also subconscious not subconsciously but just just the unspoken kind of um i guess you'd say what would you call it like the skeleton or like the makeup of how a woman has to act how a or even a girl has to be put together in society right there's a certain beauty standard or that like the media might put up right um you you're blonde if you have blue eyes that's kind of like the that's barbie isn't it <laughs> yeah it kind of goes together oh yeah it is yeah. isn't it yeah. right and i've mm-hmm. had friends growing up it doesn't matter what descent they are like sophie's of pakistani descent um I'm of Chinese descent, and then Pooja actually. I'm of you Indian descent. Yeah. Right. So, no matter what descent you are, when you're put into that circulation of um, this is what everyone wants to look like, the you know Barbie, um, that's what yeah. people want to look like, and then that makes people not um, not people, just all girls in general feel like that they're not pretty or they're not good enough they don't fit into the society because of the race that they're in and it's and you know this is real because like I mean I don't know about you guys but I've had friends definitely growing up telling me they're like no I wish I wanted like dye my hair because I don't like my black color hair I want to make it blonde so that I fit in or like so I'm looking prettier or whatever and or whatever right I mean I don't know if you guys have experienced that but I've definitely had a lot more than I don't know whether it's normal, but well, I've had people talk about that. I know um, this was pretty recent. I think it was two, fairly recent, two years ago when Barbie released a whole collection of Barbie dolls. You know, they they released Barbie dolls that resemble famous people. And one of the famous people that they chose to make a Barbie doll out of was Frida Kahlo, who's a famous, I think I pronounced her name correctly. She's a famous artist. But she's known for her unibrow and, you know, keeping her facial hair. Mm. But in the Barbie doll, they decided to remove the unibrow to make it, you know, conform more to the Barbie doll picture. But they got into trouble because it didn't actually resemble who she was as an artist or as a person by trying to make her fit the Barbie doll mold. And so that was, that's definitely something that I think nowadays they're trying to create Barbie dolls of different body types and, you know, different skin colors and not just the traditional um, blonde hair, blue dyed, but still it kind of gives off that impression of making people conform to a certain standard, even when they are unique in their own way and they should appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think you definitely said that. Yeah. Yeah. There's still, of course, a lot of beauty standards that are just embedded in our society at this point. But I, I do think we should appreciate that there is a new wave coming where our body, different body types are more uplifted than before. And it's everyone's being accepted for who they are. And I know that I've experienced that um, when I was younger, I always wanted to be more 
thin. I want it to look a certain way. I want it to basically fit into society's mold. But nowadays, I've become way more basically comfortable in my own skin. And I think that's also due to how society is changing for the better. Of course. Even though there's still so much, so many problems, but still. No, yeah, yeah. I think the important takeaway that I guess um, for people who are listening as well, I mean, if you're in our school as well and online, the benefit of that is that you can't really see us. <laughs> um, if anything <laughs> else, right, um, being online, um, you only see the top part of our of what we look like um, on screen. But when we see each other in person, I don't know what, what that's like or whether it's any of relevance, but for it girls is... and everything. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Like, when you just see the top half of each other on screen, at least yeah. in my experience, when you meet them in person, like you don't know what they're going to look like or what their body type yeah. is or how tall they are. So it's definitely something that, um, yeah, it's something that, that yeah, yeah. It removes a certain pressure. Yeah, right. exactly. exactly. But like for the, for new online students, or I don't know whether you, our OHS students or community might even feel this, but if it does, I think it's important for it. Like, since we're on the topic anyway, and we've been discussing this, don't feel that you should be ashamed of what you look like or just wear it proudly, I think is what we're, the three of us are trying to get at, um, especially in our online um, environment where we're very comfortable and we, as we should be, we're very comfortable just being on screen. Meeting people in person, obviously, like Pooja and Sophia said, it's a very it's a different pressure. But you know, um, take off that pressure by being comfortable with yourself, being comfortable with whatever descent you are, and going back to the coronavirus, be proud of what ethnicity you are, right? As well, and being a girl too, wear that proudly, because it doesn't really matter to be honest. As long as you're you're doing what you think is right in the world or chasing after whatever you think you're passionate about I think that's the most important thing right right yeah yeah exactly couldn't have put it any better (laughs) and I also (laughs) wanted to mention that I think another common misconception is I think Chloe kind of touched on it earlier but even though the coronavirus originated in China doesn't mean that you can you have to be Chinese or of Asian descent to actually have the disease. It yeah. it spreads to everybody and it's it's kind of a false a false perception to kind of think or target people of Asian descent and just think that they're the only ones who can have the coronavirus when it's clear that yeah. even, you know, it's spread to European countries, especially Italy where, you know, the majority I don't think is of Chinese descent. They're of you oh know. yeah, no. The, so the xenophobia, exactly. the xenophobia is definitely spreading a lot faster than the virus itself. Yes. The coronavirus just uses us as human because in reality we're all just the same. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter about the color of our skin or any other thing we have. It's just because we're human. Yeah. Another point that I like, I really got really frustrated about. I was like reading the news and whatever, and I was like, I had to say this, and I think um, I did say this earlier. Not on the podcast. I said this somewhere else. But the the virus doesn't care whether you're black or white or yellow or whatever you are, like we've been saying. But and then it also doesn't care whether you're gay, straight, transgender, bisexual, or whatever 
whatever you are, whatever you identified, and it doesn't respect borders as the WHO have put it as well. Mm-hmm. That's like that's the that's the main thing that also people just failing to internalize. But it's just that that um, panic, right, and the the naturally induced fear that drives them in that direction. I guess. I mean, also, what what is the panic? for you guys or like what do you guys feel is just the fear level of where you are because like you can usually feel the the level of stress and fear in the environment of where you are and i can definitely feel it's high here in hong kong definitely it has risen in my area i live in the bay area california so it's definitely risen because in like january no one really cared about it, to be honest, over here. It was just something that was far, far away and it wouldn't reach us. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not true because the coronavirus, like you said, respects no borders. Um, so it's definitely rising, especially since we have about, like, I don't know, 60 cases in the United States. And like Pooja mentioned, like, in the beginning, we have our first death. So honestly, I still think the... Panic isn't as high as it other places, I would assume. But I was reading this story about it in Hawaii where people are stocking up with all these um, supplies like tissue paper, hand sanitizer, all that stuff. And Costco is getting like sold out. Like they're running out of stock, which is kind of shocking oh, yeah. me because I never would think Costco would run out of stock. We have but no I was like, toilet paper the... either. Yeah. Our shelves are like empty of like the, the Exactly. The paper so I was reading about it and it was like there was such long lines of and to get like toilet paper in it and Costco had to limit the amount you can get for each person and People had to wake up super, super early to, like, avoid the rush and try to, like, snag something. It was pretty scary just to think about it. (laughs) I'm kind of glad that it's not the same over here, but it's just showing that panic is a very strong motivator in how we live our daily lives. So, yeah, Yeah. just it's kind of inevitable at this point. That's, like, a separate note. Um, Costco is huge, isn't it? I mean, I've never been to a Costco. It's huge. Mm Yeah, it's enormous. I've seen like photos. Isn't it like a really huge warehouse kind of like looking? It's a big warehouse. Yeah, it's it's really big. Let me see. Let me see if I can search up like the square footage of Costco. Is it like so? Can you? I can't imagine that. Like for you guys, like how big that is, and you guys have toilet paper like running out. Yeah. So okay, the average Costco store uh, is um one hundred and forty four. Thousand and five hundred square that's foot. That's crazy. That's not Jeez, a. That's, that's not huge. a supermarket. What are you guys doing over there? <laughs> the smallest is only seventy three thousand square feet. That's the smallest. That's guys, so big. That's that's not a supermarket. That's <laughs> where we. No, are, it's a warehouse. Our our shelves are like library shelves. Like they're they're not even. <laughs> Uh, and we have like a normal ceiling, like from what what I saw in the images for like Costco, your ceiling goes like really, really. It's high. so high, yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Wow. I know, in my experience, compared to earlier this year, um, right now they're emphasizing washing your hands. So one of the things is just washing your hands for at least twenty seconds. Like, I don't know, whenever you, whenever oh, yeah. you touch something, or mm-hmm. you know. And then also just if someone's coughing, like they've emphasized coughing or sneezing. Um, 
to just kind of stay further away, which, you know, it's, it's good to take precaution, but it's also not to the extent where you're just so paranoid that you are avoiding, you know, just normal conversations or your daily social interactions. So it hasn't, yeah, here it hasn't reached that extent yet, but no, I think I mean, you hit right on the the paranoia as well. Like it's the paranoia together that also incites the the racism and xenophobia. I think. Yeah. Yeah, we have bought a lot of hand sanitizer. That's like as far as our paranoia has gone in our family and like my friends. I know my mom's hand sanitizer. Yeah, no. It's just like whenever like periodically throughout the day just like okay just hand sanitize your hands just in case because it's also big thing Mm -hmm. the flu is so rampant right now it's like one of the deadliest flu seasons in like the past few years and it's like no one really cares about that apparently they were talking about that too yeah but like the the paranoia here in Hong Kong, like my grandma came over uh, the other day and she was like telling us about um, how people were so scared like we just said to to like you know shake hands or get near people and have conversations she's like she said she some of her friends or if it wasn't her friends she saw people like on the street they don't shake hands and they like they do the foot bump you know they'll be they'll like extend their <laughs> yeah. foot be like all right one foot two foot all right give a little bow nice to meet you all right i'll see you later yeah there's a thing or where it's like... better to give someone a fist bump than to actually shake their hand oh, no, no, because no. then you're I not... wasn't saying fist bump like foot bump but foot, foot bump, bump. yeah foot. I know yeah <laughs> but still that's, that's like so that's... <laughs> yeah foot bump is really extreme too but that's kind of yeah do you know how so I, like... funny that is to see in a business meeting like a whole bunch of people <laughs> just going fist bumping and foot bumping like one two one two but yeah um i so I've been studying Japanese for the past couple of years. So I was like tempted just like, why don't I just start bowing to people and show my like utmost respect that way without having to shake hands. I was just thinking how that would like situation would transpire. That would make you look really would... like, like a role model for everyone else. Like everyone, everyone would be like, would be follow like, her. What? You got to bow like, to what people. What is she doing? Has <laughs> she gone insane? No, oh, yeah. I mean, but, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, the the whole, you know, the whole coronavirus thing is, like, just st- started a lot of, like, panic and stuff. And it's not, it's so much uh, chaos in the world. I mean, we started off with, like, a, I don't know, I think for just my side of the, the world in Hong Kong, we started off with, like, the protests, and now we have, like, the virus hitting us. For Australia as well, the bushfires, and then now they have this, too. Um, yeah. It's a fun, fun time. We 2020 live. has been going pretty good <laughs> yeah it's not yeah not really but it's, it's not it's not no. not what we expected yeah. no we're like I, I feel like everyone just like 2020 is gonna be a great year guys oh no yeah and then everything just hits and you're like oh like at new year's eve party with champagne and like your fancy dress and be like 2020 woo and then yeah here we are <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, Pooja, for you on, I don't know, where your side of the country. <laughs> uh, I'm in Colorado Springs right now, so. Oh, okay, so yeah. not in Arkansas? No, I'm not. In, uh, I was in Arkansas last week, but I flew in on Monday, so, uh, okay. to Colorado Springs. Is it any different for you from where it is for Sophie, because she's in the Bay Area? 
and I well in Colorado and in Arkansas I there hasn't been too much panic about the coronavirus I mean there are a couple people wearing face masks but for the most part it's pretty you don't really see too much panic about the coronavirus um, or too much talk about it mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if that will change with the recent news about the death in Washington or if more cases come, I don't know how that will change things, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But I think the most important thing is to spread compassion rather than just hate, because ultimately if we just keep blaming people and focusing on blaming others rather than trying to find a way to, you know, fix this or help people, the coronavirus is just going to keep spreading. So I think making sure the hate doesn't spread it as fast or faster than the coronavirus. Yeah, you're definitely right. No one chose to get sick. That's a big thing people need to realize. Yeah. I keep, I remember I was hearing about people like, oh, it's their fault that they got sick. It's their fault that this happened. And I'm just like, why would anyone want to get sick? Why would anyone want to spread this? Why would anyone want to do that? The thing is like also the, the compassion that's being spread for for this particular case for like when it was just started in Wuhan it was actually really embarrassing because if you look at the when the Notre Dame burned down do you remember the church the church yes I do a church burned down and people were spreading compassion for the church (laughs) for the for the church for a building for a building and when the the Australia woodlands fires were burning they spread compassion for the animals so what about our own kind and our own human society and people who are losing their families for not well yeah their families their loved ones their you know grandmothers grandfathers um where's the compassion for sharing that right it's it's embarrassing i think that when you put it that way and you contrast it to like when the church burned down I remember all the pictures on Instagram. Wasn't that like a trending hashtag on Twitter? Yeah, everyone was changing their profile pictures to the French flag and just a lot of support by celebrities and just through social media, especially. Yeah, and now when it's just because it's hit in China, it's not the same reaction. That's Yeah, I think it's correlated strongly with like, sickness and disease which is really bad honestly yeah but, and the problem is like i said again it's it's embedded in our society and we need to somehow change that yeah and it's it's not just it hasn't just affected one area it's actually affected the whole entire world economically and people's livelihoods oh, like they can't yeah go to their jobs like they usually do oh no um, yeah schools are shut down yeah schools are shut down like education is in those areas they're lacking because they have to stay at home and so yeah there's and mm. like you said the businesses are like tanking like the u.s stock market is like going down at this point um i know like chinese restaurants i read stories about it about how they used to be like booked so far in advance but now like barely anyone would show up yeah and just like planes, conference venues, all these things, it's disrupting the entire world. I mean, it's not limited to one country. For, I guess, on one bright side, my sister, who's 10 years old, she goes to a brick and mortar school. Her school shut down. Um, she's not like returning to school for another few months, but she's very, very happy at home. 
if that's any <laughs> consolation. She's like, she's laughing in her sleep. She's having a blast. She's like, I don't have to wake up at 6 a.m. to go to school. And she's like, I could stay home. I can sleep until 10. I have food at home. I don't have to go out. She is happy. But... I'm sure that would be, it would be probably nice for a 10-year-old to know that they don't have to go to school for a little, uh, for a while. Yeah. But how do... well, we won't have that, will we? <laughs> how is she doing? Do you know how they do their work? Are they just stopping education completely? Or are they getting work know. in some way? Yeah, so they're doing virtual learning now. So pretty much a lot of the schools, including Italy, I saw this in the news, that they're all turning to virtual learning now because they can't do it um, physically. The whole the the grounds have been shut down, right? So they're holding online seminars similar to us, but with a lot less structure. So it's a lot less ineffective. Oh, sorry, a lot less effective, um, which is a shame because... Um, it's time wasted from her end um i think when they you know they try to set things up but like but the but the thing is that they still try to continue it right um i think what else do they do they try to hold weekly seminars or like every day and they try to um use zoom but they they have obviously their their structure wasn't set up like ours for ohs which is a lot more intense and um uh structured since the the beginning but um yeah the the thing is that they're putting effort into it and they're trying to do it which i think is good yeah at least they're being proactive and making sure that they can still do school in some way mm-hmm. so yeah yeah but like the, the interesting thing is that yeah. um she's not uh what did she say she was like i was like do you do you not miss your friends like you don't miss going to school and she's like no i'm great i was going to ask that too <laughs> like what about her friends saying bye yeah. to them but... Yeah, like from my dad's um, friend or something, um, he he was telling us at dinner saying like, um, oh, yeah, he was talking to his colleague and his daughter was like crying, saying like, I want to go back to school and I want to like be with my friends. And my sister, on the other hand, is still fast asleep and going like, oh, I don't miss them at all. I'm happy here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can relate in a way. But since, you know, we go to OHS, like, we're used to the online virtual environment. We meet our friends online. But I can relate through, like, soccer since, you know, soccer is, like, a big part of my life. So if I don't ha- can't go to practice, I'm seriously going to be, like, really sad. Yeah. Um, and it's – I'll be missing that, of course. It's, but you got to imagine. It's like, just going to disrupt our lives. Right. It's just how we function. It must be daily. really disruptive for them to be going from – I'm talking about the the uh, brick and mortar, nor- yeah. <laughs> normal, <laughs> like the way that school was traditionally meant to be going to school in person, like um, doing that right. I mean, Pooja, you and I have actually been to brick and mortar school before. Like Sophie's been homeschool most of their life, but yeah, since kindergarten. Yeah, so you've had. What do you think it is like? Do you think it's really hard hitting, or like how is that transition? Do you think for a lot of them who have to suddenly do virtual learning? given like we've had that experience um I think the main thing is just the social aspect I think especially OHS has handled it well and managed it well because it's you get to see your classmates and people on screen but I think the physical like being next to a person or sitting down in a classroom and having you know a teacher just standing in front of the room I think that 
is the most like that's the thing that kind of hit me the hardest is not mm-hmm. actually physically being able to feel anything other than the computer in front of you sure um, yeah. because you know like when you're in a classroom you actually like r- physically raise your hand rather than mechanically like put <laughs> raise hand press a button <laughs> press a button fun um, fact we also have like the smiley face button right and we have yes. the the good we have applause mm-hmm. and I love like everyone finished their presentation and everyone just like clapping. Yeah, the applause like, is virtually. Fun. Yeah. We've got fancy virtual school. Yeah, but I think just like just actually being like in person with other people is the main thing. At least yeah. for me that's how it was because when you when you do see them in person like at OHS events it's so valuable because you haven't seen them in a while. But I know, yeah. Oh yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the the time in school is a lot longer too, isn't it? Yes, like, that's true too. It's yeah. eight thirty at least for me. It was eight thirty to three thirty. And wow, yeah, eight thirty. Yes, <laughs> for, we have a nice system here. Don't we do. We get because to choose. Yeah, this feels so much better than actually having to be in school from eight thirty to three thirty. You have more time to do other yeah. things. But when yeah. I first switched, I was like, I mean, I had a lot of work to do because, you know, OHS isn't easy. But still, when I had such long gaps between classes, I was like, wow, I have so much time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, the the transport as, as well, right? Commuting back and forth and also being there. Like, you have to be there for breaks. You have to be there for filler. Cl- uh, okay, I wouldn't call it filler classes. They're so important, but... <laughs> but like the yeah, but it's really yeah. nice, especially like no commute. Yeah, I would say just like five minutes before your class starts, like oh wait, I have to go to class. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, here's a fun fact for OHSers: we are online and we mainly go to class in our pajamas. That like, come on, you can't, you can't, um, you can't argue. We've all that. done it at least. Yeah, once. we've. If you're not going to class in your pajamas, what are you even doing? <laughs> we wake yeah, up missing like, out five minutes before class we turn it on and like because also here's another thing we get a tardy i think when you're 30 seconds late yes right? after the the time mm-hmm. it starts mm-hmm. so we could we i'm guilty of doing this it's like 10 not 10 9 55 seconds and i'm like only waking up then and i'll be like okay quickly turn it on and like yes <laughs> It's so, yeah, that's the other thing that's different. There's so many things on an, at an online high school that you can't do at a brick and mortar school, like nearly oversleep and still make it to class on time. Like, we get to, we switch that with like, if you hand in late homework, it's like you can't see it's late in a physical school. For oh my us, gosh, right? Yeah. It tells you it's oh, late yeah. at like, it's submittedly. <laughs> yeah, but like the thing is that it's due like on maybe 11th of August at 2 p.m. But if you turn it in on 12th of August at 10.59 p.m., it tells you how late it is. And it's like not nice to see that. Yeah. It's like, I get it. It's late. You don't need to tell me how late it is. Oh, I've never submitted something late. So Really? <laughs> no. No, I did my like very first quiz late because it was not like, since I'm sitting the course, it was not counted towards a grade. So I was like, why don't I just skip it? <laughs> and then I got an email from my professor saying, uh, even though it's not counting towards your grade, <laughs> you should still take it. <laughs> so that was the only thing I submitted late, yeah. Dang, what a great student. I'm not, I can't relate. 
I mean, if you get extensions too, they usually oh, no, yeah. you, they yeah. can't change it for the individual person. So no, that yeah. also comes as like, but it's oh, but it's never bold and then red. Yeah, so it's, it's just, worse. Ah, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like even though you've got an extension, on and you that. see it on your like grade book mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it great. follows you everywhere. Yeah, and like um, you get that notification bell at the top too. Because, like, when you know you have an extension for it, but, like, it tells you, it's, like, this is missing. Where the hell is it? Like, turn yes. it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, it's a fun experience. Yeah. But anyway, I think we've covered a lot today. We did and cover quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, so. It was really nice. A main takeaway for you guys from this episode. What do you guys think? Do you want to summarize it? Empathy. Compassion. Yeah, I think that... Don't spread the hate. <laughs> yeah, just be understanding and treat everybody equally and understand that the virus wasn't anyone's fault. And so we should just... We should blame the virus, not any other person, not any individual person or any ethnicity or country. Oh, no. so. Let's not blame the virus. What if they get upset and they decide to spread <laughs> Conspiracy theory. They have feelings too. They have feelings too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Let's just not blame anyone or anything. Yeah, no. And let's just focus on helping one another. Exactly. Yeah, I think we've raised um, like the racist issues, feminist issues, and xenophobia. We raised a lot of issues today. But <laughs> um, our summary from you guys today is just to be safe. That's number one. Um, like Pooja said earlier, wash your hands for 20 seconds. Um, <laughs> be aware of the xenophobia and try to educate those on those that don't understand it because I think that's important as well. If you see it, maybe try not to get yourself physically involved if it's like a beating or something. Or I don't know. Like, <laughs> don't don't go to that extent. But um, I mean, but if no one's going to help them. Exactly. Try and help. Who else is going to? Yeah, but I think just be careful. That's a very theoretical scenario. Yeah. I don't know where that came from, but yeah, beware <laughs> of the xenophobia. I think we also covered on like the we touched a bit on the feminist issues as well. It's like our our society and what it holds for how women and girls have to be and why it's harder. Also, we talked about being a minority. Um, wear that all proudly. Um, if you're Asian American and in this scenario right now, still be proud of your Asian descendancy, no matter what. Um, it's not your fault. Don't feel that shame. Um, like Pooja and Sophie have said, it's the virus's fault. It's not any of the, it's not pinned on any race, any ethnicity. And um, what did we also talk about? We talked about like uh, the beauty standards. That's another thing. Throw it straight out the window into the rubbish bin. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah and, and then um, just a little bit about ohs i guess still differences yeah. from online school yeah. and brick and mortar which is a good Best way to of luck to those who are transitioning into our world of virtual learning you'll get the hang of it it's certainly easier than waking up at eight thirty to go to school oh for sorry sure. 7 a.m for like who just said it starts at eight thirty. <laughs> it starts at eight thirty. yeah 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 Oof. but anyway yeah so that was our episode for today we hope you guys enjoyed stay safe and let's spread more compassion and empathy for those who need it than hatred <laughs> anything you guys have to say left 
Nope, that was well said, Chloe. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. We'll see you next time, probably next week, because we have midterms coming up. But see you next time on our podcast to discuss more interesting things. All right. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.